Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Believing Buckeyes with Brian Brownie and Chimdy Chekhov. We got a very special guest for you guys today. But Chim, go ahead, hit him with the ad so we can get into the show because it's Michigan Week. Michigan Week. So the holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL. In full stride, and the NBA and NHL are hitting their season four. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info with up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Bet Online is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet Online has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played from MMA to international soccer. Head to Bet Online today. And remember to use your promo code BLEED for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And uh, having any issues with gambling, always feel free to reach out to 1-800-GAMBLER. They're 24-7 to help you out with everything you need there. But like I say, it is officially Michigan, Michigan week. week. And man, we've been waiting for this day essentially for a whole year, right? For this week, for a whole year. And yeah, on the show today, we got Antonio Pittman. Uh, running back for Ohio State from 04 to 06. He was a, was a, he was a, his last year was our true freshman year. And like, like all college running backs, everybody loved a running back, right? <laughs> Guys scored a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll go fourth round to the New Orleans Saints, spent some time with the Rams as well. And he's now back in Columbus, just saving lives, man. This all around great guy with the Columbus firefighter team. Welcome, Antonio Pittman. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Excited for the week, man. Ready to ready to see what they're gonna put out there Saturday, man. Hopefully, it's uh, it's what we want to see. Is that that's yeah. excitement? That that's what you call excitement? <laughs> hey, man, it ain't been a lot of excitement the last two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's been it's been some tough some some tough yeah. games to watch. Honestly, you know, especially when we come from an era where all we did was win. Right. I mean, we're looking at three guys that are sitting here on this on this TV, and in between us three, what we got? Eleven pairs of gold pants. You know what I mean? Five. Yeah. You got five, Tim. You got four. Five. Five. So you got five. I got three. So we got thirteen pairs of gold pants. Mm -hmm. And you looking at an Ohio State roster where not nan player on this roster has a pair. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So it's it's look, once it's Michigan week. I mean, it's obviously it's a lot on the table. Um, uh, we're we're expecting a lot out of our guys. We're, we're expecting a lot out of this game. Uh, but we're gonna get into it. So I mean, first I think it's it's fair and well due for us to kind of at least speak to who Michigan is as a unit. Um, Washington, Michigan. I believe that they're a run first team. They got a. They, they want. They, they want their running back Blake Corum. He lead the team in yards and touches and things of that nature. Touchdowns. They want him to get going. Uh, I would say the strength for their team is their trenches, the offense and defensive line. But when you guys look at the Michigan team, I mean, what are you guys seeing? What, what stands out to so you? I'll go. They seem like an old school Michigan team, like the type of Michigan team that we played against. Team that wants to run the ball. Like they want to run the ball. They're gonna have some plays ready for Ohio State. I don't care what they did all year. 
There's some plays that they worked on all year that they're going to have ready for Ohio State. Passing plays primarily, right? Um, that's going to be some some big opportunities for them that they're going to want to hit on. Um, and they're just a tough football team. Tough in the trenches, right? They execute really well. And at the end of the day, they feel good that for a full game, they feel like they're going to out-execute you and they're going to play tougher than you. And that's who they were last year. And it hasn't changed. I know J.J. McCarthy's been putting up numbers in all these games. But when it comes down to what it comes down to, they want to run the ball, and they're going to execute, and they're going to play good defense. And that's what I see. I think this Michigan team is just built the same way Tress built in the, his Ohio State teams in early 2000s. It's a bunch of kids who essentially they come in with this mentality that nobody wanted it. So it's, it was for us, it was Ohio against the world. It was basically a team that was built off of all the inner city kids from Northeast Ohio that basically wanted to get out of their environment, look at this opportunity and make the most out of it. And I think Michigan went back. They went to Cass Tech. They went in their backyard and got all the three-star kids, especially in the trenches where it counts at. Like when you look at it and you sizing up the talent pool, they don't have a Marvin Harrison. They don't have a Sonny Styles. They don't have a, a, a Travion Henderson, just calling it for what it is. Like they don't have that talent, but when you got a collective of guys in them trenches that's grimy and they just sat there and they bullied us the last two years and they put their head down and they come out fighting and swinging. And I think hardball with that, that COVID year he took off, he kind of took the Urban Meyer approach and just pretty much put them kids into a mindset that it's us versus them. I don't feel like Michigan's built to win anything outside of the Big Ten but they're mm-hmm. built for Big Ten play. Yeah, and I think that's really fair, a, a, good, a good way to kind of call it out. I mean, if you look at Ohio State over the years, right, I mean, we're always high in the polls. We're number one, number two, number three in the preseason polls. Uh, we got all the five-star guys coming in from across the country, right? We got guys coming from California, Texas, out east, down south. You know, we're recruiting. We're winning all over the place. And then you got Michigan, who's kind of really quiet in recruiting, right? Like you say, a bunch of street – three-star guys, they come to Ohio, they get the guy that's not the biggest recruit, right? They get him to come to Michigan, and before you know it, they develop, and, you know, they're playing well, playing college football, and they're doing it in a way, once again, Harbaugh is an NFL guy, right? So he knows what, what the next level brings, how to get there, and you see a lot of their guys developing and be kind of coming, you know, a little bit more than what people might have thought, like you said, uh, yeah. once they kind of – finish their college career and, and that's another thing to talk about though they have developed a lot yeah. of good players you know what i mean it kind of seemed like we're looking at all these guys and we have all these five-star guys and you're sitting there and you're looking for excitement plays play after play after play after play after play and then when you look back at a guy like denzel burke who had a great freshman year not too good of a sophomore year playing good again you know what i mean but michigan has had a consistency of guys that just play their role they're not getting a lot of the notoriety, but they're winning the games in a fashion in which we're looking at our team and, and really looking at it like we should be actually doing this, being able to dominate. You look at that second half of the Penn State game where Michigan did nothing but run the ball. That was the most disrespectful thing I think I've ever seen done in Happy Valley history, like in the history of Happy Valley. Like that's a tough environment. I mean, y'all can all recall y'all freshman year, which is my junior, no, my sophomore year, y'all, y'all didn't go there. When we went up there and we got smacked. Dude, it was one of the toughest stadiums I ever played in in my life. You know what I mean? And to sit up there and line up and be like, we're going to run the ball 30-some plays consistently in a row. Right? It's just a tough thing to do, but that's that grit. That's what you got in the trenches. Yeah, so real quick, though, they ran it 30 times, but it wasn't wasn't all successful. 
They, they punted the ball a lot. And those thirty those thirty runs. I don't I don't really see that as disrespectful if you if you're running the punt, you know. Um but I will say they do have that grit and that you made a point about development. They got a lot of seniors. <laughs> They got five year seniors. They got six year seniors. This, they got like forty some seniors on the team, like forty four or something crazy like that. Yeah, like last year's game. Last year's game, even it kind of reminds me of. You see how in basketball now you have like a Kentucky or the teams that got a bunch of young players who are about to go to the NBA. Then you have a team like Butler or used to. You know, I don't know if they're still good. But like, yeah, who has a bunch of guys who've been there for four years. And yeah, this team may have the guys with the highest ceiling, but who's ready to to play a, a game now, a tough game that's going to go down to the wire? Um, and that's to me that that was the challenge last year. I do think Ohio State this year has a level of leaders and guys who have developed and been there and defensively specifically. They better understand the defense this year. Uh, you think about a guy like Proctor, who's a fifth year guy. Like these guys are, are performing defensively better and executing. Last year they still had talent. They just didn't execute well. Um and Michigan has consistently executed. If you look <laughs> go back a couple of years all the way through. Um so I think they have a they're a better position this year than last year, at least defensively for sure. Yeah, and uh so in speaking about the game, like I said, I think you know, like I said, Michigan strength is gonna be the O line D line. Specifically on the interior of that defensive line, what they could do there, um, but I feel like the advantage for Ohio State would be on the outside, our skill guys, so our wide receivers versus their DBs, and vice versa, our DBs versus their wide receivers. Um, going into this game, uh, what do you guys think would be, I guess, the difference if you was to say, how can Ohio State, what can Ohio State do to win this game, and your advice, I guess, more or less, on what you want to see on Saturday for us to come out victorious. I, I think you have to run the ball. I think establishing a run early and often will only open up Marvin because the, the quicker you can take the bracket off of Marvin and get a Mecca involved, but get Travion involved. And if he gets going and then you can kind of mix it up, get train him involved and, and, and kind of do some different things. McCord can get as comfortable as he want within that pocket, but without any run game and they know, and if they figure out that we got to sit back and start throwing the ball every play, they just going to pin their ears back. And then it's just going to start teeing off on us. So we have to run the ball and get that established early. Yeah, and once you get some run game going, you get the the offense in the flow, right? When they when they run the ball well, the offense gets in the flow. When they don't, it's real clunky. You have to really rely on McCord to do a lot. And you honestly, you could tell Day is uncomfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? He's uncomfortable having to rely on McCord to do too much. But once they can run the ball, then it becomes about creating some explosive plays. One thing Michigan does a good job of in the Ohio State defense as well. It's really eliminated explosive plays. They'll let you throw checkdowns all the way down the field. But they know that you're trying to get to a big play, and they do a great job of tackling, great job of keeping the top on the defense. Whichever team could create some explosive. Last year, it was like a bunch of explosive. That's really what changed the game. All these double moves in the past game, bad execution on defense, it just blew up the game. Um, that's that To me, if someone, whoever could create those explosives is, is really going to put themselves ahead. And it's going to be hard to come back against either one of these defenses yep. if you can get ahead, get ahead in the game. Yeah, and I feel like that's the key to me. I want to see Ohio State get out. Obviously, we're on the road, right? Michigan's going to be feeling good because they won the last couple games and they got a chip on it. Now they got a little, bit, a little chip. You know, Harbaugh's not going to be there due to the suspension. We're, we're diving that to a little bit more a little later in the show. But 
if Ohio State gets the lead, which I think they're very capable of doing with our or with our wide receivers, our backs, the explosive plays that they can, can create, I feel like Michigan will have a very tough time getting back into the game. Uh, J.J. McCaffrey, I mean, I think he played well against us last year, you know, due to the explosive. Yeah. But in the last couple of weeks, you have been seeing him kind of regress a little bit against the pressure. Um, and I feel like Ohio State will be able to generate that pressure against him, make things a little bit uncomfortable for him. And if, once we get that lead, I feel like Michigan will have a very tough time getting back to it just because I just don't think they're built, you know, outside with the receivers or just really are built to kind of have that explosive plays to kind of get themselves back into it. But, um, but see, that was kind of the, the idea last year. You know, if we get the lead, it's going to be hard for Michigan to get to get back into it. And it just seemed like in the pass game, you would think our strength was a pass last year, right? In the pass game, it just seemed like every opportunity, there were so many opportunities early to, to, to get out ahead. Yeah, like a fourth and two, they threw the ball to Stover, a drop pass. And and Michigan wasn't, like, they were hit. They were like, you, it would be an opportunity to catch the ball. They were hitting. They're just, they're just making it tough for you to, to uh, get those yards, and we just weren't able to execute at the at the, the space where we were best positioned. When we had the biggest advantage, couldn't get it done. And I think that's, I mean, that, that has to happen. Like, we got to be able to run the ball. And then when the opportunities come up in the pass game to make the plays, because they're, they're gonna they're gonna happen. Marvin Harrison's gonna get open. He's gonna get free. He's gonna get some space. They gotta capitalize on it. Because if they don't, <laughs> Michigan is going. Michigan is going to be able to do something. So they have to those those big plays, those opportunities. They have to capitalize. And and I, and I think special teams is going to be going to be a key factor in this, because field position and where we start our drives off kind of dictate what personnel we see out there on the field. And, and Ryan Day's play calls. So that's yeah. going to be big, the kickoff return and, and even the, the kickoff of getting the pressures. But what I can say um, about this team, this Ohio State team opposed to last year's, Jim Knowles has done a really, really great job. And I don't think he gets the credit for what he's put out there this year and how those guys have adapted and overcome. Last year, our, the defense really didn't give up a lot of big drives. It was just a big play like yeah. in chunks to where it would be like, third and 25 and they give up a 70 yard touchdown you know what I mean? and it was just like foolish stuff and, and things yeah. that just kept taking place and i think they minimized that and they played some tough games on the road to where this defense had to grow you look at proctor's growth and then you see him come out and he goes down you see sunny styles being a guy that could come down there and set the edge and actually like set the edge yeah like kind, kind of better than what our defensive ends do well at least one of them <laughs> And, and yeah. it's for real, it's kind of unbelievable when you really yeah. look at it because you look at Sawyer, he's an upfield guy. He never sets the edge. So when all the runs come to his side, they be big, long plays or five, eight-yard gains to where because he just never sets that edge. But having a safety that can come down, set that edge, kind of helps the linebacker play so they can get over top and, 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 and see things a lot better. But Jim knows has, he has been, like, really, really great this year for this team. Um, he's played a key role in it. The defense has played good. You like, you got to get those guys credit because when our offense does get clunky, they they've been bailing them out consistently, and they don't really get enough love. And from a from a running back, I mean, you kind of got to he's got to call it for what it is. This offense at times looks really really bad. It looks really really bad, and then it looks really good because you know the talent that's there, but it's yeah. looked more it's looked a lot it's looked bad more than it's looked good in my opinion. A lot of for the consistency point of this year. 
What are we concerned about? What are we concerned about? What would be the biggest concern? I think turnovers yeah. and, and getting behind. If if we can't run the ball and we turn the ball over early, it's it's going to be tough to overcome because you just never seen you've never seen this team have to really deal with the the real adversity of the Notre Dame game is the Notre Dame game, and we knew for real, for real, we knew Free was going to come out there and put out a defense that was tailored to stop our offense. And he did exactly that. You you subtract the run from Travion, our offense really didn't move the ball consistently. You know what I mean? Notre Dame came out, ran the ball for over 200-some yards. The quarterback was having great success early in the game, and then their offensive coordinator, I don't know what he started doing. He kind of blew (laughs) that game for them. You know what I mean? But that was like our our true test. Penn State really didn't give us the game that we thought we were going to get. Their quarterback came here in the shoe, and he played really, really bad. You know what I mean? And it's been spiraling out of control for him since the Ohio State game. It's just been downhill. The Michigan game wasn't good for him, and so on and so on. You know what I mean? We can't let McCord have the same game that that, uh, Alter had for Penn State's quarterback here. McCord has to come out, find a rhythm with him early and often, kind of balance it out, get the run going, throw some play action off of that, and then we go from there. Like, Yeah, we, we yeah I feel like point. it's a game we, we, we do have to win the turnover margin. Um, yeah. I just feel like the way we're built as a team, the way McCord played a quarterback position, we're just not a team that essentially could have be you know have a lot of turnovers with interception, fumbles, things of that nature, and then think we're just going to get ourselves back into it with another yeah. big explosive play. I feel like McCord is best, once again, like we said, in rhythm. If he's in rhythm – He's on time with things. We're running the ball. It's a, a real threat for us to run the ball. Things will go well. And I think uh, coming into this game, I'll be frank, I think, I'm confident. I feel like we'll be able to do those things and win that turnover margin. But I do think it's a key that we protect the ball. We Once again, we put pressure on J.J. on, on Michigan and, and be ready to, to capitalize once he makes that mistake. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I'm confident, too. I think because – and I was confident last year, too. And I'll copy the year before as well. But look, the, the thing is, like if, if both if both teams execute at a high level, both teams play mistake free football and take care of the football, Ohio State should win the game. The the issue last year is that, you know, Ohio State didn't execute at a high level. Right? They made a bunch of mistakes that if you watch you like this don't make this doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like this doesn't make sense on defense. For you to be a, to be bailing, press bailing, it's all out blitz, and then go miss the tackle, and give a 70 to 70 yards. Like it, it just didn't make sense, right? And Michigan is a team that is going to execute and play mistake free football. That's the, and they're like, and they're gonna play tough. And like, if you can match this for a whole game, then all right, you know, you you get a shot at it. And I, I think I do believe that based off the last couple of years, what the coaches have been preaching and their approach is different. I think their approach is different. They understand that every single snap, every single play, where your eyes are, they understand the importance of the details. And I think that is going to be the difference in being able to at least match that match that for Michigan and then allow the talent to be able to, to uh, edge the game out. So, so Tim, I got to ask you a question, though. So when you talk about matching, I don't think it's going to come down to the coaches – preparation matching Michigan's coaches preparation. Do you think Ohio, the guys in the trenches at Ohio State can match the intensity that the Michigan guys are going to bring from an offensive line standpoint, a defensive line standpoint? Because that's yeah. the game. Like that's what it's going to come down to. 
And I want to see confidently, like, can you say that we're going to match that? Yes. I think I, I think that not only do I think they can match it, and I do think it comes down to the preparation. I don't think it comes down to the preparation for this week. See, I think last year the game wasn't lost the week of the Michigan. I think it was lost over the offseason and everything leading up. I don't think the attention to detail last year was good enough. You know how you coaches teach you to do things the right way, and they, they teach you, you know, you got to fight, you got to be very disciplined, and that stuff kind of goes in one ear and out the other, but you, it's kind of built into you. I think that's what was missing last year. I think we were somewhat of a front-running type team where we had explosive players and great talent. So you're going to go out there and just win games off of that, but there's some details every single game. I could point out every game where I'm like, man, that don't make sense. But it ain't going to really hurt us against Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to really hurt. But against a team like this, it looks like you you just get wiped off the off the field because that level of detail is so big against a team that consistently executes. And I think I think they have it. I think they, you know, if you ask, ask me who has the edge in the trenches, I think Michigan has the edge. But are you telling me can they play them to a draw there? And and win out because of talent. I think Ohio State can can do that this year. We, we so we know who has more talent. Like that's not even a question. It's, it's been Ohio State has had one of the the top five talented rosters for the past ten years. You know what I mean? On a consistent day in and day like yearly basis. I mean, we are always in the rankings. I'm talking about when it comes down to the grit. You go back to the '04 game where we lost that my freshman year. We lost to Northwestern in double overtime. We lost to Iowa by forty. We got smacked by Wisconsin, and we lost to we lost to Purdue. We lost four games. Mm-hmm. We came down here. <laughs> Michigan came here, and we whooped them. I'm yeah. talking about we whooped them though, because but there was an understanding. You know what I mean? You had a bunch of kids that's that's from the area, that's from the state, that understood what it was growing up watching this game and being part of that rivalry. You know what I mean? Like. We basically looked at it from a standpoint of like, bro, we can't go back to – I can't go back to Akron. Troy said it. I can't go back to Cleveland. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, we all was looking at this as like, this was like some last chance you type situation, bro. Like, we, we were all just like happy to be here. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, we all consistently felt like like we finally arrived. Like, this is our moment. You know what I mean? I, I recall that game. I mean, I might have had like a – a 15, 20 yard run, but it was like key moments in the game where I was on the field as a true freshman in that game. And you just wanted to make that play, but you understood whatever it took to be in that moment. Like we got to win this game. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's, a, it's funny it, though. Cause I feel like you remember, I, I know you everybody remember when uh, the late great coach Earl Bruce would come and talk to us every year before the Michigan game. And then he, yeah. you know, when he would talk, you know, we all would tune in and trust would introduce him and we, everybody know who coach Bruce was. He's always around the facility, but like the things he would say, it was just so true for the Michigan game. Right. Like, we got a, a one yard equals two yard in the Michigan game. And he had this long explanation on how on why. And then he was like, you know, on, the, on defense, you can't have penalties because you can't get them back. And then, you know, we got to win a turnover. Mark. You just say these things, right? Trust the ball, pre, uh, speech more or less, but it was just so true. And I just feel like the guys have to understand that right there. And I, and I feel like this year they uh, – hopefully they got it, right? I know, once again, they always they're, – they're saying the right things, right? I, I know all year Marvin Harrison Jr. has been, been speaking about 
his goal for the year is beating Michigan and things of that nature. So I know they're saying the right things, but when it comes to Saturday, it's time to do it. It's time to show it. It's time, it's time to prove it. So one thing I want to get from you guys, obviously we have the, the cheating scandal that's been going on with Michigan. Um, you know, they the Big Ten has had their penalty uh, with three games, basically sideline suspension for Coach Harbaugh. What are you guys' thoughts on that? First off, on the cheating situation, did that help them the last two years? And your thoughts? And also, what do you think Harbaugh not being there on Saturday, what's that going to bring to the game for Michigan in this rivalry? So I don't know. I don't know how much it helped them. I don't know. I can't tell you how much they used it. But if they knew the signs, <laughs> right? If you knew the signs from an execution I'm talking about a team that, that executes great. <laughs> well, if I know the other teams play, like what they're about to do, the execution level rises so much higher. Like if I'm a defensive, I always tell people, if I'm a defensive back and I know this guy's running a tall sweep, I'm blitzing off the edge because I could blow this play up right now and I don't even have to deal with this receiver. So, you know, if, if they were able to successfully identify with the players, it helped them a lot. Um, but still, even still, if Ohio State was good from an execution standpoint, they would have been a better position in that in that game. So I think if both both things can be true. Go ahead, Pitt. So I, I think them knowing the plays helped a lot, but I also think that the last two years, the started the, the beginning of the game where they always met coming out the tunnel or met at the 50-yard line, I think that was a telltale of who was going to win the games for the past two years. You know what I mean? The Michigan guys was jawing, pushing people. They were really focused, locked in, and really wanted to win this game. You know what I mean? It, it and I hate to keep going back into the past and what you said about Earl Bruce, you know what I mean? Like a lot of us guys, what he said, it hit home though, because we all felt like this was our, this was our moment. This was our chance. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like this team don't have a lot of guys that was going to club ice. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, y'all know what I'm talking yeah, about. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh-huh. sometimes you need those type of individuals. It's gritty. To basically yeah. to set the tone. You know what I mean? Like, when you look at this Ohio State roster and, and for this game, whether you got Harbaugh involved in it, him not being there, like this is a must-win game for Ryan Day. Let's just get that out the way. You can't lose to an yeah. interim coach at Ohio State, especially in this Michigan game. You, you yeah, can't. can't do it. You, you, do you, you it. just right. can't do it. I can see if it was a guy like – I look at Fick's situation like Fick was different. Fick was given a raw deal, you know what I'm saying, as an interim coach. I think if Fickle had Hazel, Fick would have won that game because now you got a true play caller. But I, I just think that you need you, – you have to win this game. You need guys in the trenches. You, you need some guys that got some grit. Some guys like – you can't identify a guy that – and, and it's just unfair to call out on kids. But everybody – every team needs a guy that you can be like, I'm taking him with me if we ever get into a street fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you can't identify that – like you ain't got that TJ Downer. You ain't got that boom. That one of them guys that's just gonna just get gritty with you. They ain't. They might get beat on the edge from a up from a book in that, that that can get up field quick. But bro, when they get you in that trench, it might be a little gut punch. It might be a little a little finger <laughs> down the throat. It might be a little chop to the neck. You know what I mean? Like we talking about the Ohio State versus Michigan game. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, that's what's needed. Yeah. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Like you, you gotta really go back to it. I mean, you you we won 42-39 in one of the biggest games ever, man. And that was a slug fest, bro. Yeah. Like you look at like Alan Branch caught a pick. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They D lineman caught a pick, bro. Yeah. Like not not Hall, the D lineman caught a pick. Like, yeah. it, but it it means something. It does. It does. It means something, and I and I totally agree. I always kind of go back. Um, one, I remember one time Archie, Archie Griffin came and spoke to the team before the Michigan game, and he always kind of broke it down like this. It was a away game. I think that was my our, our red shirt junior year, chum. And it was like you know the season is in three parts every year. You got your regular season. How'd you do against Michigan? And then what did you do to go on and try to win a bowl game or national championship? And I feel like these guys just have to live on that. Like you know, I feel like we let CJ down, uh, CJ Stroud down in our performances against Michigan the last couple of years. Um, and it's time to kind of right the ship. I mean, last year, things got – we all know it got really disrespectful at the end. They planted that flag. Yeah. Um, and that's just something that we we cannot go for. So, um, I feel like this Saturday is this time. It's the, it's the place is to kind of get things going in the right direction. Real quick, I'm going to throw out a score, my prediction, and I want you guys to do the same. Then we're going to wrap this up. I think Ohio State goes out there. I think we play well. I think we win that game 27-14. to 14. I don't think it's going to be really close. I think we're going to have a control of that game early. I think we know the task that's at hand, and we get the job done. Pitt, go ahead, hit me. What you got? I think Ohio State wins 41 17. 41 17. I love it. I love it. I think we put up a lot of points. Um, I, I think if we stop this run, we get ahead of him, and that's it. I, I think once you take Quorum out of there, I, I do think he is probably on a consistent standpoint, the best back in the big 10 for the past two years, he's delivered. I think he's Mike Hart 2.0. But like we did in the past, we stopped Mike Hart. And I think it's a task that can be done. And I think this defense is up for the task. So I I think they get it. 41. Did you say 41? Did you say 41? 41, 17. No, was it 14 or 17? 17. 17. Okay. We, we take it to him. I, I like to hear yes, it. I heard Pitt talk all about, you know, I don't know if they got one of them guys that go to Club Ice and then they're going to knock them over there 41-17. Pitt know a little bit more than you know. <laughs> <that's all. laughs> I, I, I can see it getting there, but I'm going to say 27-17. Um, I think – I don't think Ohio State has given more, up more points than 17 points all season. Yeah, the, yeah all season. I, I think the max. You know, I, I think it really comes down to being able to, to match that, that toughness. And I think they understand the importance. I think they understand what it means now. I think they have to learn some hard lessons from the, the, the coaching staff to the to the water board. They learn some hard lessons, and everybody understands what it means, and that's going to allow them to match the toughness. I think if they can match the toughness, then, you know, they that's where the talent can actually show itself. Um so, yeah, 27-17 is my prediction. There you go. So, that's it. That's our show. That's Believe in Buckeyes. Uh, we're looking forward to a fantastic week. Happy Thanksgiving out there. Don't eat too much, Buckeyes, because, you know, we got a tough one on Saturday that we plan on celebrating together as a group. So, we end our show with an OH. Ayo. Give us something, Pitt. There you go. Go go, oh, Bucks, baby. Absolutely. You see the hat, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.